0: Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew, right here on maizeandbrew.com. I am your host, Vaughn Lozon, and today I am joined by my usual co-hosts, John Simmons and Stephen Ostentoski. Boys, how are we doing today? Is it gloomy in your guys' neck of the woods as it is mine again?
1: Yep. Yeah, it is cold. Very cold. Well,
0: fall is solidified then, and it's going to be a cold night in minneapolis this saturday for the uh long-awaited kickoff of michigan at minnesota i am uh, really excited for some big ten football to be back but until then we've got a lot of recruiting stuff to talk about so let's just get right into it and we'll start uh right in this 21 class here michigan obviously picking up a uh recruit at the linebacker position In the 2021 class this past week, his name is Brandon Jennings, uh, who's a guy that they were recruiting previously. Uh, He committed to Florida State back in the winter, and he was committed up until about a week or so ago and uh, decided to uh, eliminate Florida State pretty much entirely from his last uh, little list that he had put out, which included U of M. Uh, Miami, Florida, and Clemson. And uh, at the end of the day, he chose to commit to Michigan, which was a school that he had visited before. He visited, I believe it was for the Army game last season. Uh, So he got a good look at how that Don Brown defense does against uh, stopping the run. And uh, he, he enjoyed his time in Ann Arbor when he visited last year, got familiar with Don Brown and uh, the defense uh, in general. So a real good pickup here. He's a top 100 guy, uh, w- was a guy that I was very excited about when they were originally recruiting him, and then he had uh, committed Florida State, and they obviously had moved on. And then Casey Finney, he ended up decommitting from the class uh, not too long ago. So this really uh, opened uh, the door once again for Michigan to take in another linebacker. And to take in a top 100 guy, you can't really do much better than a Brandon Jennings. He's listed at six foot and three and a half, 225 pounds, real big linebacker from Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, number 82 uh, specifically on the composite. So, John, you've got a a scouting report up on the website right now. You can go check it out. It's live at maizeandbrew.com. And uh, with the way that you've got this scouted, uh, you are anticipating him coming in, and uh, either transitioning to the Sam linebacker like a Uche or possibly even growing to play on the edge.
2: Yeah, I think just looking at Jennings' body type and the, the skills that he possesses, I think defensive end or Sam, somewhere where he can rush the passer, uh, will be the best suited to his role. He's got really good bend. Um, he can get around tackles. Um, to, you know, knife into the backfield really well. That's something that stood out on the game that I watched. Um, he's also got a uh, great length. He's a lot bigger than most uh, linebackers, linebackers that Michigan is recruiting. Um, and he's not, he doesn't have like the, the quick sideline to sideline speed that Devin Bush or Cam McGrone have or even Jaden Hood. So uh, I, he's more of a longer strider, which I think will help him more at the same position. Um, he's pretty good uh, in run defense. He gets caught up a lot on offensive linemen uh, getting to the second level and uh, being able to cut him off from plays. So he really has to work on being able to stack and shed there, um, which is something you'll have to do at the the end position too. But I think with his uh, speed and length, uh, I think in his bend, it's just defensive line, I think we'll get the most out of him.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's definitely destined for somewhere at the SAM or defensive end. Uh, but the bodies are really starting to stack up in this class uh, with linebacker and defensive line. You've already got Quentin Somerville committed to this class on the defensive line. Kashawn uh, Bennett being another four-star guy they've got on the edge. And then TJ Guy, of course, uh, being another uh, defensive lineman. He could, he's probably a tweener. And then Dominic Giudice, probably uh, going to be your guy in the middle. Uh, Steven, I want to transition over to you. Um, In my opinion, I think uh, he is a a good candidate for either Sam or D end. Uh, What say you, Uh, Barton Simmons from 24 seven compared him to a uh, linebacker from Maryland, Shaq Smith uh, saying that he's long levered thick linebacker with bulk to play uh, in the middle and the frame to potentially grow into an edge rusher. So uh, with where he's at right now, that sounds pretty accurate. Where do you think he ends up?
1: Yeah, I think I, I want him as much as possible to get a running back and pass protection against him because he'll just obliterate that person. So if, if he can be a Sam, um, you know, I was trying to see if he would be kind of that Uche pass rush specialist role. He doesn't have the athleticism that Uche had out of high school. Uche was like 215 pounds and more of like a jumbo safety. Um, even Quiddy Pay I think, flashed more athleticism than what you see out of Jennings where you had Pay just running over guys as a 245 pound running back in Rhode Island. Um, So I, he, he's not the same prospect as those guys. So I think Sam is probably his, his easiest path to playing time. I think he could eventually grow into the weak side defensive end position, but um, there's just not, there's not any film that I've seen with his hand in the dirt. So I think if he can show that he is an elite get off, then Getting him into the the weak side defensive end position would be best for him. But if if I can find a way to get him through the line of scrimmage um, a, as kind of a Sam linebacker um, blitzing through the middle, trying to to obliterate those running backs, that's that's where I have him for now. But if if they've you know, seen film that that the public doesn't have access to, where he does have his hand in the dirt and he shows a good uh, get off. The thing that shows is his short area burst is really good. So his footwork doesn't really impress me Um, and given a longer stride. That's why I want him more working in a, in a straight line. So whether that's, you know, on defensive end, but as a Sam linebacker blitzing up the middle, that's where I'd want him more uh, than anything else. But um, you know, I don't think he'd have a good shuttle time. So I think that just, By nature of that, puts him more in those either specialist roles or on the line of scrimmage itself.
0: Yeah, Michigan's recruited a couple guys like Brandon Jennings over the last few cycles. Last cycle, it was Jalen Harrell, uh, also from Florida, played at uh, Berkeley Prep in Tampa. He was 6'4", 235 coming out of high school, so not terribly far off where Jennings is at currently. Uh, and then David Ojabo obviously being a guy from a couple cycles ago uh, that they went and gotten and he's playing Sam linebacker right now and he out of high school was six four and a half and 240 uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see where Jennings ends up on this uh, defense whether it be Sam linebacker or if he grows into an edge rusher I certainly wouldn't be shocked. I just don't necessarily see him playing middle linebacker like where he's at currently in high school I think that would probably be uh, uh, just not a good position for him to go just because uh, like John mentioned earlier, he doesn't have the sideline speed that Cam grown or Devin Bush uh, possess. And uh, you definitely need that from uh, in, in its inside linebacker in Don Brown's defense. So uh real good player though. I, I definitely enjoy uh, watching him uh, blow up uh, these run plays in his film. It's very fun to watch him tackle guys and, uh, I think it was a 24 seven that had an interview with his high school coach where the high school coach was quoted as saying that it's not fair that he's able to tackle these other high school kids. Cause he's just pretty much uh, built differently than these guys that he's laying the hammer on. So Uh, it'll definitely be fun to watch uh, the rest of uh, the season to see how he progresses, where his body ends up uh, once he gets to Ann Arbor. And uh, we'll definitely be able to see him in prime time uh, with him being on the Under Armour All-America game roster. So we'll get to see him against some of the nation's best uh, at some point, hopefully uh, pending any craziness uh, that goes on with COVID. So fingers crossed with that. Uh, But a nice player nonetheless, and uh, definitely excited uh, about this one like i had said earlier i was pretty excited that they were recruiting him uh, from the get-go and uh, now that they've got him in the fold uh, who knows maybe they can go get uh, another current florida state commit in omari and cooper who's still hearing from uh, the coaching staff uh very very frequently I actually spoke with him earlier today and he said he talked with him a couple times over this past week so fingers crossed on that one too they need another defensive back um but uh Any of you boys have any other final thoughts on Brandon Jennings before we move on?
1: Yeah. He did say that, uh, or Marion Cooper said that the commitment of Jennings won't influence his decision, but I feel like it can't hurt having, you know, another guy previously committed to the school that you're currently committed to going to a school that, uh, you're possibly looking at. I think it, it can only help. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's notable.
0: You know, I think it's uh, I think it's really interesting. And, and the report that you're speaking of was from Bryce Marich at the Michigan Insider. Uh, and I think Cooper was quoted to say something along the lines of that he didn't really know Brandon Jennings all that well, even though he was once committed to Florida State. And Omarion Cooper is still committed to Florida State. And he's been committed to... Uh, for quite some time now. I believe he committed back in June. And uh, I mean, if he didn't know him all that well, obviously these uh, Florida State commits weren't very tight with each other uh, because you hear all the time about how the U of M commits always have like group texts and group chats, always messaging each other and keeping in touch. So it really goes to show the uh, poor recruiting job that Norvell is doing down at Florida State. So just an eye popper, but for sure, um, would be interesting to see how at the end of the day, how much that impacts what Cooper does uh, with his recruitment. So uh, we'll definitely see how that goes. But uh, in the meantime, we'll take a, a quick break here and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about 2022 and a couple guys uh, that one was on campus uh, this past weekend. One's coming to campus sometime soon. So stick around. We will be right back and talk about that. All right, welcome back to Future Brew. We're going to wrap up our podcast today, talk about a couple guys in the 22 class that uh, appear at the very least uh, right now uh, to be pretty high on the target list uh, for Jim Harbaugh and company. Let's start with a guy who just recently visited Ann Arbor and it was kind of another surprising visitor and I feel like this is going to be a growing trend over this uh, uh, 2020 season. And with these unofficial visitors, and this past weekend's visitor is Joe Strickland, who is a defensive lineman from Indianapolis, is a, a top 200 kid, 6'4", 245. They've got him listed at, at the strong side defensive end position. Uh, he is number 193 overall on the composite, number three overall in the state of Indiana, and he's got some pretty good offers here: Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame, a Michigan State. And uh, Nebraska, Stanford, he's got a few uh, pretty big ones there. So, uh, good offer list. And uh, John, I'll start with you. Uh, this certainly was a uh, pretty nice news to hear that he was able to get on campus, and really goes to show Michigan's chances with Joe Strickland.
2: Yeah, definitely good surprise. It wasn't really reported till once he was already on campus. Um, I think Bryce Marriage reported that he went with his mom, which is a good. Uh, sign, always getting mom on board. She sounded like she really enjoyed it too. So uh, I think it's a, a great sign. Indiana's not too far away. Um, it kind of sounded like a spur-of-the-moment thing for them. Uh, so it's good that Michigan was on the top of their mind here. I think at 6'4", 245 right now, I think he could potentially be one of those guys that Michigan wants to grow into. a Three-tech, you know, strong side defensive anchor guy like uh, Aiden Hutchinson now. Um, I could see him sliding down once he gets to college. Um, But yeah, I think Michigan's pretty high up there. He's got that Notre Dame crystal ball, but I don't think they're going to be as big of a factor as they once were thought to be just for the in-state kid, you know? Um, So yeah, top 200 guy. It's a good, good solid prospect. He used to be ranked in like the top 10 when the first initial rankings came out for his class, I think. So uh, he slid down a little bit, but still a really good prospect.
0: Yeah, and I want to correct myself. I was actually looking at that crystal ball prediction when I said he had an offer from Notre Dame. I actually don't think he has an offer from Notre Dame. It doesn't show up here on this uh, offer sheet. So does not have that Notre Dame offer, but somehow does have a crystal ball um, nonetheless. But uh, Steven I want to shift over to you uh, I, I kind of agree with John's assessment here that they would probably look for him to grow into a, a three tech or a strong side defensive end kind of like what they're uh, bringing Chris Jenkins in uh, from this previous re- recruiting cycle uh, to do I mean 64 245 that's about where Jenkins was last cycle and uh, he's already there as a junior in high school so uh, there's pretty good potential here. Yeah, and
1: I think what's really good with his skill set, he doesn't—I wouldn't say he jumps off the film with his athleticism, but his array of moves is really intriguing, especially for a guy who could grow into a three tech. So he—he he showed a really good swim move, but his power rush was impressive. He had a speed rush around the end, ability to get low, uh, good overall hand usage. He could use his his arm length to extend a little bit more, but overall in the first just couple minutes of his film he showed a good uh good range so he wasn't just using a speed rush wasn't just using one move and if a guy can can have that sort of technique that array of moves that he's used throughout the years and bulk up on the inside that's that's a essentially an interior guy who has uh exterior moves so to speak so defensive end skill set but with the size of a defensive tackle and that's really uh, those guys are rare and i think that's probably why he was ranked so high because you know maybe he was an early bloomer but with those moves maybe stood out a little bit more athletically so i think his his floor is much higher uh, than a lot of other prospects um and, you know you you'll always want to uh, top 200 guy who could potentially be a defensive tackle. So um, yeah, I I, I like what I see there. He's not a guy, like I said, who who will, you know, pop off the film like a a new chair or Sean Gary, but um, the overall floor that he brings is, is really good. And and if he can bulk up to three tech, he'd be even better there than what I see at defensive end.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the, at the numbers, at least here, uh, from the opening regional back in 2019, 5.29, 40 yard dash time, 4.62 shuttle time. Uh, he was six, three and a half 47 when he weighed in there. So that, yeah, the, the numbers aren't great by any means right now, but these were also from nearly two years ago. So he definitely could have been better, um, now than it was uh, back in March of uh, 2019. So, um, yeah, I, I think the tape definitely shows a, a pretty talented kid. And, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see uh, how uh, really interested Sean Nua and Michigan are in him. But uh, he, at the very least, he is uh, pretty interested in uh, U of M, obviously, with his uh, unofficial visit here. So we will see what happens with that recruitment. But, uh, uh, John, I, I'll give you the last word if you uh, want it here. Otherwise, we'll move on to uh, this uh, – top defensive back.
2: Uh, I was just going to mention that it's kind of a common theme with these guys who start off in the top, you know, five-star range of these rankings, like a Quentin Somerville this year, Jalen Harrell next year, where they they usually are pretty technically advanced. And so they stand out against their competition as freshmen and sophomores on varsity, but then they maybe don't develop physically as much as you'd think from that starting point. So they, they always seemingly have a pretty high floor. Uh, like you guys are talking about, but maybe not like the the quick twitch, you know, athleticism that you, that you're kind of just born with.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, very good point. So it's uh, it'll be definitely interesting to see how all of that develops with uh, this season of high school football with uh, uh, everything going on. So hopefully we get uh, some some better results here. Um, but yeah, anyways, let's move on to uh, Domani Jackson, who obviously is not only just one of the top players in the country, but definitely one of the top players on Michigan's board. Number three overall on the composite, a cornerback from Santa Ana, California, plays at Matter Day High School. He, uh, according to Greg Biggins of 24-7 Sports, is going to be visiting Ann Arbor in the very near future, and he is going to uh, visit when Michigan plays against Wisconsin at the Big House in November. So uh, pretty good news here because you hadn't really heard a whole lot from Domani uh, over the last few months, but uh, he did cut his list of schools down to 10 already. Uh, He did that back in the summer. I want to say Michigan obviously being on that uh, with a plethora of other big time schools like Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, schools like that. Obviously USC with him being the local kid there. Um, But John, I mean, I can't state it enough. Jackson's probably, uh, in my opinion, the number one target uh, in this class, maybe outside of Will Johnson, just because of uh, the position that both of those guys play, cornerback obviously being a very big need in this 22 class. uh, They've only got one guy committed at the position in 21. We'll see what happens with Omarion Cooper but nonetheless, this is a very big fish that they need to catch in this class.
2: Yeah, it's huge news. Uh, it's been, he's never visited to Michi- or Michigan before, despite, you know, being such a big fan of it growing up. So that's going to be an important uh, factor to check off in his recruitment. Um, I think it'd be, it was going to be really hard to get, him to get him to commit without visiting first. Um, so that's a great uh, thing to be able to, check off the list there um I know that it was announced that like uh players can get four tickets to the games or something I don't know if he's gonna be able to be in the stadium or not but uh either way he's gonna get as much of the five-star treatment as the coaches can get for him uh I'm sure so I think this is uh, a huge sign for Michigan's chances here they always knock it out of the park on visits so uh him wanting to come all the way across the country definitely signals to me that he's strongly considering Michigan probably in those top two or three with, uh, schools like USC and Clemson and Ohio state for sure.
0: Yeah. I don't think he was, uh, well aware that the big 10 outlawed fans being able to attend games this season. Cause in this interview with biggins, he had said that, uh, even though I'm sure the crowd won't be as big as normal because of social distancing. It's still going to be a great atmosphere in there. I don't know how great the atmosphere is going to be without any fans. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, even if he's, I don't, like you said, I don't know if he's even going to be able to get in the building. Uh, he may have to go uh, watch it somewhere else with some of the other recruits that might be in town with him at the time. But uh but Steven, it'll be interesting to see how this visit plays out just because of that. I'm I'm curious if he's gonna be able to potentially get a ticket from uh one of the coaching staff members. I'm not entirely sure how this is gonna go, but it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be weird too, because it's like how do you how do you do that without being um how do I say like a little shady, like, Hey, are you using your four tickets? Like (laughs) it's a rule of kind of like no rules, right? Because how is even the NCAA going to, I'm sure they have their hands full. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little strange. I'm interested to see how it, how it actually works out. But, uh, but, but John was right. That getting a guy coming across the country, you know, he has a top 10 already, but to me that shows that it's closer to like a top five or even top three. I'm not gonna, you know ensure that but that that shows that coming across the country for something like that is it shows his level of interest so that's really great and i think michigan stands out uh amongst a lot of other schools when they do get guys on campus it's one of the better campuses to visit overall uh in my biased opinion but um but it sounds like michigan has uh their all-star cast with harbaugh brown and zordich on the uh forefront of conversation with uh with Jackson there. So so yeah, I mean it, it's it's all you can do, right? You you get a six, one hundred ninety pound uh you know ten point seven hundred meter dash cornerback and get him on campus. That's all you can really do in, in COVID times. So mm-hmm. all all full steam ahead and um yeah I mean Michigan better do all they can to uh try to get him that ticket or at least Uh, put him on a a good uh, self-guided tour path uh, for his time in what's sure to be a a cold Ann Arbor game day. So so we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how it's exactly going to work. I don't know if the coaching staff and players get tickets to distribute to their families or not, but uh, maybe that'll be the loophole to get recruits in the building to, you know, if Jim Harbaugh has a ticket or two just lying around because his wife and kids can't make it or whatever the reason may be, uh, maybe, hey, Domani, I, uh, my wife can't make it. Hey, you want this ticket? Maybe he gets in uh, that way. Uh, and to any, any players
1: or coaches listening, I'm also free on some of these Saturdays <laughs> if you have an extra ticket. So just putting that out there.
0: Shameless plug by Steven. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean it – it would be very interesting to see a big house with very minimal people inside. Like we're, if we're talking just a couple hundred people, it's, it's going to be really different. So hopefully it works out uh, for Domani and for all the other recruits who end up visiting this, uh, this 2020 pandemic season, it'll be really interesting to see if it works out or not. And uh, if they're even allowed in the building or not, um, I guess I'd have to, Look into that part a little further to see what exactly is going to be enforced and what's not. Um, But yeah, nonetheless, this is really big news for Michigan to get him on campus. John, you said it earlier that it would be really hard to get his commitment without him visiting. And with him never visiting up till this point, this is going to be an absolutely huge visit. Michigan needs to knock this out of the park. They need to do pretty much everything possible to ensure that he has a good time and that uh, he really loves this dream school uh, that he has said in interviews in the past has called Michigan, his dream school. And uh, I just hope that uh, COVID doesn't restrict too much uh, with this unofficial visit uh, coming up in November. So it will be huge. It'll definitely be interesting to see as well, if they're able to get any other recruits on campus, Uh, that haven't visited at this point, maybe a few guys in your 21 class would be able to uh, come and uh, visit for a game day, like a Jaden Hood, a guy that's been talked about to uh, be a potential flip candidate because he wants to visit other schools and he has not visited Michigan yet. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out as well. That would be really important for Michigan to be able to solidify those guys and then have a, a good step forward with Domani in 22 um john i wanted to get your thoughts on that as well just with brandon jennings committing and with the fact that hood hasn't visited jennings has uh, visited at one point last season uh it, it it kind of negates the blow of a potential a flip of a commitment but still obviously you want hood to stay locked into 21
2: yeah, and I think we already talked about it because they basically play different positions, or at least we think they will. Yeah. So um, I don't think Jennings will impact, his decision is going to impact Hood's spot in the class. But yeah, it's more the not being able to visit and having schools like Minnesota and Miami in his ear still. Um, I do think, I think Sam Webb reported early that, that both Hood and Jaden McBurrows will be up on October 31st for uh the game that the commits and their families are trying to put together that outing where they can all go. So that'll be huge um, if he ends up making the trip. Uh, yeah. they don't, if either one doesn't end up going, then you can kind of get the start sounding the alarm bells, I'd say, that uh, maybe a flip could be coming. But um, if they're making it up to campus and can finally see Ann Arbor, I think that really will go a long way in keeping everyone in the class so far.
0: Steven, I'll give you the last word. What say you, man?
1: I say, uh, just bring the football, man. <laughs> <Like> the <rest laughs> of, I'm just like, I'm kind of like just zoning out on, on other things. And I'm, I'm just happy it's game week. So man,
0: I, I, <laughs> amen. Amen. I couldn't agree more. I woke up today. I was like, man, it's a Monday. It's a game week. We get hardball presser. We get more pressers throughout the week. And, uh, man, it is just, it's so nice to have it back. It, it, it is a great week, uh, despite, you know, whatever the the result ends up being on, uh, on Saturday, it it's back and I couldn't be more happy about it. So, uh, definitely pumped and, uh, can't wait to see how this all plays out. So, uh, boys, thanks for hopping on as always. And, uh, thank you to everyone listening out there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at?
2: At Simmons underscore John.
0: Steven, how about you, my friend?
2: At Steven Toski.
0: Follow Mazen Brew on all your favorite social media platforms and give us all those five-star ratings on all the podcasts here on Mazenbrew.com. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll be back next week with some more recruiting news. Until then.